Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 3, Episode 20 of Charmed. Exit strategy. As in, you will need an exit strategy to get out of the room and not watch this episode where people pass the terrible plan ball back and forth to no effect. Okay. 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 So I know last episode we talked a lot about this being sort of the show's nadir in I Wanna Be Buffiness. This is the most Buffy wannabe, that was the most Buffy wannabe episode. It unfortunately continues into this episode. This is all very post-Buffy having sex with Angel and him losing his soul, Mm -hmm. mixed with a healthy dose of, I don't think this happened yet, but all of the god-awful Willow magic addiction from season six. They definitely try to act like Cole's deal is that he's addicted to evil. I want to talk about this a little bit before we get into the episode. By all means. This is one of my least favorite tropes because... It starts in a really interesting place. I'm mostly going to be talking about Willow here, but it also applies to Cole. Mm -hmm. The idea that magic is addictive is an interesting idea. The concept that magic lets you do a shortcut makes sense. It, It makes sense that this is something, for example, Willow got really into. She stopped feeling the need to do things the long way because she could just push things and have them happen Mm -hmm. and it makes sense that this becomes an issue you stop seeing people as people when you can just make them do whatever you want okay it was a big part of her breaking up with tara and honestly it would have been sort of a good engine for her turning dark the whole giving you the power to do anything makes doing anything more appealing to you well i mean since this isn't welcome to sunnydale i don't want to get too into it Mm -hmm. but her seeing people as things is kind of what turns her dark because she believes that she has the right to flay warren and all of that stuff but the thing is warren needed to be (laughs) flayed so it's a bad example you know okay okay but The thing is, magic is not a drug. They walk that back in season seven. Giles has the whole magic is not a drug speech. Mm -hmm. Evil is not a drug either. Charmed has an issue with this. Buffy a little has an issue with this. The thing that should be seductive about magic and evil evil is that it's a shortcut. It provides you with a very efficient end to your problems which although which is why evil and or magic is appealing it's why one is tempted to do evil things or use magic because it's an easy solution to difficult problems it's not heroin it shouldn't be oh i have to do this because once you get a taste of that sweet sweet evil You can't stop snorting it up your nose, which I don't think is what you do with heroin. I think you could probably do it with heroin. I don't really know how heroin works, but, like, it's... It bothers me because it brushes on this really cool, interesting idea, like we saw with the earlier episode of Charmed, where that warlock tricks Prue into marrying him, and then all of the Charmed ones become evil. That... That's not why evil should be seductive. Evil should be seductive because 
it it lets you just end problems. Well, that episode that you're talking about with Prue, that opens up the issue with what good and evil are into the Charmed universe. Because good and evil are just things that you are or are not, and there's... They exist completely separately from your actions. Exactly. Now, what's interesting to me is that there's a very weird thing going on in this episode that kind of parallels the problems that we as a society have with drug addiction Mm. and that is that cole comes to phoebe and he says give me a spell to take my powers away and her answer to him is that he has to choose not to use them because this is a moral issue and i mean it is good and evil so i guess it is but this is a moral issue And it's the same way that drug addiction is treated as a moral failing and not as a medical issue. I'm sorry, but this is where it falls apart for me because... Choosing good or evil is a moral issue, like by definition? No, no. The problem I have with this is that good and evil aren't different enough in the Charmed universe. Cole can't use his blinking in this episode. I'm sorry, his shimmering. It's a different different teleportation. They're different teleportations, but... Cole can't use shimmering because it's an inherently evil power. Again, it ties into this weird thing in Charmed where evil isn't a thing you do, it's a thing you are. Right. Cole can't use shimmering because it is an inherently evil power, although it is functionally no different from orbing, an inherently good power. And that bothers me, evil... I think it's one of one of the best lines in the Ms. Marvel run, the iconic, uh, you know, G. Willow Wilson, Ms. Marvel run. Good isn't something you are, it's something you do. Yes. And Charmed really doesn't have that philosophy. It absolutely does not. It's to the point where I, I almost feel bad criticizing it because Charmed is very clear at every avenue that, you know... It's very Calvinistic. You are born good or you are born evil and there's nothing you can do about it. It's predetermined. Like, the only reason Cole kind of has an out for his evilness is that he's half human. He has dual citizenship. And that really bothers me. It really bothers me that Charmed is this black and white with this sort of stuff, which, I mean, I get it. It's a genre show from the late 90s, early 2000s. Are we expecting too much? Maybe, but like... Hey, hey, I I refuse, I refuse to give in to low expectations. And like you said, it bugs me that Cole has an out. He's like, look, I don't want the temptation anymore. Just take my powers away. And Phoebe's like, no, no. But... For reasons. Okay, you know what? We'll get into it when we get into the... The bit where that becomes pertinent, because dear God, do I have so many issues with that scene. Yeah, because now we're talking about the episode in particular, and not like a broad, general, whatever. So we should talk about the first scene, where Phoebe is sitting in the mausoleum, all sad because Cole has not returned yet. Because at the end of last episode, he decided he had to stay with the demon brotherhood so that he didn't burn his secret agent status which is ridiculous because what is your plan cole cole has no plan this is terrible yeah the whole reason he went undercover with the brotherhood of the thorn last episode was to stop them from doing this merger that would have made all information available to this one company oh no yeah what what a fucking 
nightmare. I think I said that last week. Yeah, but they they did it last episode. There's literally no reason for him to still be undercover, except I know he's struggling with evil because now that he's got a taste of it, he just needs to snort more evil up his nose. Okay, so this is like a 20, 22 season, 22 episode season. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be all, why does this episode exist? But why does this episode exist? This is all stuff that should have been dealt with last episode. There's nothing new about it. Yeah, and it doesn't end up mattering. Like, spoiler alert for three episodes from now, but by the end of the season, Phoebe and Cole are basically back in the same position they were before this little arc happened, Mm -hmm. and next episode is the episode where Prue gets turned into a dog. Look who's barking. (laughs) So, like, I don't really think that's gonna be much of a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. This just... Well, so either do more with this or do nothing with this. And honestly, do nothing with this because it's a bad plot. Uh, Just a little side note, because next episode is Look Who's Barking. Yes. Uh, According to the trivia page for this episode, this episode is the last time Prue and Cole ever interact. Until the comics. Where Prue has to help Cole do a hundred good deeds to get out of demon limbo. Wait, is that the plot of the comics? I haven't read them. I think it's a plot in the comics. I Wow. I know that Prue, like Cole has to ghost help out Prue as part of his penance. And he's got like good deeds he has to do to get out of limbo. Damn, I want to read that. I mean, I, I don't think you do. I, I have heard nothing good about the Charmed comics. But... Okay, so anyway, Phoebe is in the bustling of all sad because Cole is gone because he decided he had to go be with the Brotherhood of the Thorn and like hide out. And Prue came to get her and is like, hey, stop sulking. Like, you're, look, either your boyfriend's dead or he's not. My boyfriend's dead and I'm perfectly fine. Look, either he's dead or he's not. And if he's not dead, he's either coming back or he's not. And if he is, he's either turned back to evil or he hasn't. But either way, you sleeping in the mausoleum isn't going to change that. So come home and take a goddamn shower. So... We're just not following up on the Phoebe graduating college thing. Like, that seems like it should be a bigger deal. It came out of nowhere. It's like... She didn't finish class. It's like they got tired of writing college scenes. And they barely wrote any. I mean, it was basically the beginning of this season where she went back to college, right? Yeah. Uh, Like, I remember that coinciding with the beginning of the Cole plot. So... I mean, to be fair, I think she only needed a few more credits to graduate. Let's, we can't get into again why that makes no sense, but... What is time? Was she taking a lot of AP classes in high school? Because we oh, know... Oh yeah, Phoebe definitely seems like an AP college student. Or AP, you know, college, high school kid, whatever. Like, because we know she went straight from college to looking for her dad in New York. Was she at NYU while she was doing this? Was she hanging out with all the former child stars? Honestly, the timeline makes no sense. There's no point in trying to figure it out. Yes. So, in the underworld, or wherever, you know, Cole is hanging out with the remaining members of the Brotherhood of the Thorn. Remember how he had, like, a boss last episode who, like, he got Phoebe to kill? But it turned out that wasn't, like, the real boss. They were talking about how there was a higher boss above him. Yep, always a bigger fish. Yeah, we get that in this episode, and the new boss serves basically the same narrative purpose as the sub-boss. They could have easily just been the same character. Why is, why was this not just one episode? I know, right? 
Anyway, the demon who's the sidekick demon is like, well, if you think Cole is a traitor, why don't we just kill him? And then the new boss demon, Rainer, is like, well, you can't just kill someone. They have to have due process because we're demons, not Republicans. God. But also, no, you can just kill people. That is a demon thing. That's we we see it so much in this show. There's... Oh, you know what? They don't say this because this episode has like no logic to it. Mm-hmm. But perhaps the deal is because they are blood brothers, because they're part of the brotherhood uh, together. Yeah, yeah. Because Cole technically did not kill his old boss. Phoebe did. Mm-hmm. Cole just kind of set it up. But <laughs> the the new boss has the same thing where he's trying to like test Cole's loyalty and win him back to the dark side. It's literally the same character from last episode, except it's a different guy now. Okay, so. This episode is united in a theme of terrible, terrible ideas. Okay. 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 The thing is, I really hate the Cole plot. I kind of love the Piper and Leo plot. It is, as you said, based off of just the stupidest idea ever. But I kind of love it. So Piper wants to go to a honeymoon in Paris. And to do that, she wants to fly because she doesn't want leo to just orb them because that's not what normal people do oh yeah she's big on her normal life shtick this episode this is so like this is so like mortal mortal porn right for for (laughs) piper because let me tell you piper if 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 anyone could just teleport to paris instead of getting on a transatlantic flight that's what they would do yeah 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 but she's achieving this she's like look you're gonna need id and in order to get ID, I'm just going to fudge your birth certificate a little bit with whiteout and a pen. Yep. She whites out the 20 on his birth year for 1924 and changes it to a 7 for 1974. And she's like, there you go. That looks real. And then she starts getting upset because she's like, wait a second. That makes you younger than me. But how she got his birth certificate, because Liz's like, how did you get my birth certificate? And she's like, hey, you remember neighbor Dan? It's a deep pull for, you know, everyone. A neighbor Dan reference in this the year of our Lord 2022. Yes. But, yeah, she's like, when he was trying to convince me that, you know, you were a faking faker who fakes everything, he got the actual, you know, birth certificate of Leo Wyatt, you. So, you know, now I have it. I kept all of... Yeah, remember remember when neighbor Dan was researching him, we learned that in the entire history of the United States, there's only ever been a single man named Leo Wyatt. So, I heard this story, which I'm not sure if this would work here in this particular instance, but it was a story a trans person was telling about getting their gender changed on their driver's license. Okay. They're like, look, there's a whole process you can go through, you know, to get your gender marker changed. But what I did was, I went to the DMV, I gave them my license, and I said, they got my gender wrong. I'm a woman, you need to change this. And they were like, okay, and they just changed it for her. So are you saying that Leo should have showed up with the birth certificate and been like, this is obviously wrong, look at me. Yeah. I don't know if it would work in this situation. Okay, here's why none of this would work. Yes. Here's why none of what she is doing would work. I guess it's an old-timey birth certificate. It wouldn't have been contemporary to other birth certificates. That's not even the issue. The issue is his social security number. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, this, 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 this is doomed to fail on a few levels. I mean, 
if you want to, like, go buy a fake identity, like, they, in these shows, usually there's, like, a guy who supplies demons with faked identities that are associated with social security numbers so that I mean, everybody can do whatever they need to do. I know that they ditched this forever ago, but you would think that would be something the elders would set the white lighters up with when they were supposed to, you know, be undercover or whatever. Uh, the elders aren't going to do dick to help these guys. They don't, they don't care. That's true. They can't even send another uh, white lighter down in any of the dozens of times Leo is fatally injured. And, okay... Speaking of the elders, there's this weird thing where he's like, Piper, that's illegal. And she's like, well, it was also illegal for me to marry you. And it's like, "Mm, okay, no, because your marriage to him was a religious ceremony. Mm. It was, it was the, it was the ceremony of hand fasting performed by a priestess. It was not... A legally binding marriage. Yeah, Piper, according to the IRS, you're definitely single. Exactly. Like, you cannot file as a married person. Oh my god, is she trying to file taxes with him as a, as a per- What? What? Piper! Piper, what is your, like, deal? But anyway, she's going to go on this fun forging adventure in order to in order to have a normal life with her normal husband who she can't file taxes with jointly because he's been dead for 70 odd years. Yeah, and the normal life she wants is to have to ride in an airplane instead of just orbiting to Paris. That's bullshit. So Prue is complaining about Cole not contacting Phoebe to let her know that he's okay. Because she's like, God, I'm so sick of Phoebe's whining. Ooh, I don't know if my boyfriend's dead or not. God damn it, Cole. Get off your lazy ass, Orbin, shimmer in, and tell Phoebe that you're not dead so I don't have to listen to the whining. And Leo's like, well, he probably has already been caught and murdered, Prue. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, it's not like he was... I mean, they already knew that he was... Like, he, he got his sub-boss killed. Like... Why do we still think Cole's alive? God. Last episode, it really seemed like they were taking him away to kill him. So, so speaking of, down in the underworld or whatever it is, Raynor is like... He's doing an evil cat scan on Cole. He has Cole on, like, this plateau, and he's got all these candles lit, and he's like, I was scanning you for evil, and your human self has grown stronger. So that reminds me of another terrible aspect of this plan. Um, Raynor can read your mind. What? And Cole knew this. Cole knew this going in and Raynor's like, yeah, so I can read your mind and I can tell that you're just, you know, trying to get information on us for your little witch friend. And Cole's like, what? No. What? No. And, And then Tarkin is like, um, you fell in love with a witch. And he's like, I know, I told you that. And Tarkin says, the Tarkin's the henchman guy, but you didn't tell us she was one of the charmed ones, and hey, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I, I think you already knew that last episode. B, the entire reason he was on Earth was to seduce and take out the charmed ones. Who did you think he fell in love with? Well, we see a few new witches in this episode, so, I mean, it's not like he didn't apparently have options, but yeah, like, this is information we all already had. What? Ugh. God, this is going to get so much worse in the later seasons when the writing is just that much looser. 
Oh my god, it already feels like the people who wrote this episode have never seen an episode of Charmed, so. So, to prove his loyalty to the Brotherhood of the Thorn, even though, even though, what's his bucket, boss guy just scanned him and was like, oh, your human side is winning and you're in love with a witch and you, you know, rejoined us as a thing to go undercover. But to prove your loyalty, there's an amulet I need you to get. What? You know, the... The other demons have a terrible plan, too. Yeah, yeah, everyone has a terrible plan in this episode. So their plan is to basically make Cole keep on the path of this terrible plan, so much so that Phoebe falls out of love with him, essentially. You know what? I take it back. That's a great plan. It totally works. Well, the idea is that when Cole starts doing evil things again, he'll become evil again, which was the whole thing last episode with getting him to kill that guy who was trying to stop the merger. But, but they specifically want to see Phoebe see him do evil things so that Phoebe cuts him off. And, like, he doesn't have the source of a good witch's love to, like, keep him good. So Cole shimmers back to Phoebe and he's like, hey, so they want me to steal the super powerful amulet and uh, I need to do it so I can stay undercover. And Phoebe's like, but we stopped the thing that we went undercover to stop. He's like, there's another thing. And she's like, there's always a thing. Are you going to stay a demon forever? And he's like, well. But like, God, Julian McMahon's acting is so much worse in these episodes than it has been at any other point in the show. It feels like he has never seen a copy of the script. It feels like he's a kid actor who's getting fed lines off uh, off camera. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what? But yeah, he, he tells Phoebe that he has to go back undercover because if he doesn't go back undercover, then he can't go undercover anymore and they'll lose this, like, powerful glimpse into the plannings of the underworld. And Phoebe's like, but I'm precognitive. That's what I'm here for. That's literally what I'm here for, is to see the things that evil people do before they do them. And Cole's like, hey, shut up. I need to do this for us. Can I just say that it looks like Phoebe's wearing one of Graham's dressing gowns? It does. When he, when he shimmers into the room, she's like staring into a dressing mirror. A vanity. A vanity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my god, Phoebe, this is... This is the most staged thing ever. Did she get a premonition that he was coming so she would sit? You know, okay, I can. I know he's coming, so I need to sit in front of this mirror and gaze forlornly into it while I'm crimping my hair for some reason. There's a line from the state like that. The oh wait, no, not the state. Uh, it was the episode. It was the show that Michael Showalter and Michael Ian Black did after the state. I don't remember the name, but there's a scene where there's a knock at the door. And the door opens before they're ready, and they're like, wait, we're forming a tableau. So, Cole shimmers out in the middle of kissing Phoebe goodbye, and she's like, bleh, bleh. Who does he think mouth. he is, Leo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is, that is the go-to move for dudes who can teleport in this show. So, Phoebe, like, she's like, Prue, I need you to help me stop Cole from killing someone. And Prue's like, okay, fine. So Cole goes to this other witch. By the way, she's blonde. Blonde. So you can tell how this is going to end. Okay. So. Should we just talk about the stupid thing with the amulet right there here? Are, it's, it's like a bad plan turducken. <laughs> it's bad plans 
stuffed inside of bad plans. It's bad plans all the way down. Because the amulet that Cole has to get, I forget if they mentioned it by this point, but let's just talk about it now. They have not, but yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so there's a powerful amulet that can protect its wearers against evil. Evil cannot touch it. And the thing is... It makes them completely invulnerable to evil. There's no workaround. It makes them completely invulnerable when the two pieces are together. So to protect it from demons, the forces of good broke it in half and gave each half to a different coven. And it's like, but demons can't get it when it's in one piece. Why do you need to hide it by breaking it in half and thus textually in canon making it less powerful and then giving it to two separate people who don't seem to have any powers outside of having the amulet. I mean, I think this just proves that the elders are just fucking with us, right? Like, why didn't you just keep it as one piece and give it to one of these women? Like, what was the... I I mean, no, I was going to say what was the plan. I understand what the plan is, but it's so bad. Why wouldn't you just not do that? I I have no answer to for you. Anyway, Cole shows up and the the witch is like, oh, let me blast you. And he takes a hit because he doesn't actually want to kill her. And he's like, hey, look, I don't want to kill you. So just give me the amulet. She's like, no. no. And he's like, okay, look, I'm going to turn into a giant demon and I'm going to take the amulet from you, but I'm not going to hurt you. Okay. I'm just going to be a giant demon. And she's. Okay. I don't know what kind of direction they're giving this actress, mm-hmm. but when he turns into Balthazar, she looks more disgusted than scared. She's like, ugh, this creep. So. Uh, I don't want to get onto a whole thing again, but shouldn't Cole have an easier time grabbing the amulet when he's not in his full demon form if it's an amulet specifically to protect against demons? Oh my gosh, he should. But no, he's too weak as Cole to grab the amulet from her but when he turns into Balthazar he just rips it off and then he starts choking her because being a demon is addictive and when you're a demon then you just want to kill all the time and then he's like wait no I'm not doing this JK and shimmers out he only choked her a little bit which but nothing nothing (laughs) okay so uh now we get more uh, Leo and Leo and Piper in bureaucracy world as they go to the passport office to try to get a passport. Okay. And Piper's like, geez, Leo, do you think that this forged document is forged well enough for me to get a, a, a passport for my dead husband? And the woman who's standing in front of them turns around and Piper's like, eyes forward. This is not a conversation for you. Which... Why, 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 why say any of that? I mean, I feel like this is part of Piper's kind of self-centered nature, that she she is incapable of thinking about the fact that there are people around her who can hear what she's saying, who are affected by what she does. That's why her power is freezing, because that's how she goes through life, ignoring all of the people around her. Hmm. So... Leo gets a jingle and he's like, oh, I have to go. Someone's getting murdered. And Piper's like, we need to finish this. We need to get you your passport. I'm sure they'll still be getting murdered later. And Leo's like, I really, really have to go. And she's like, God damn it, Leo. And she, you know, she gestures. And I'm really glad that we finally got this. 
Her, she gets her exploding powers! She gets her exploding powers. I knew it happened late in season three, but we are like three episodes from the end of season three. I really also love the way her exploding powers are explained. It's the only... It's it's not even really a secondary power, and it's the only thing, the only secondary thing that any of the sisters has that makes any sense, which is the explanation, which we'll get later in the episode, we don't get it right now, the explanation that she doesn't actually freeze time, which makes sense because she can freeze, like, individual people and such. Yeah. She doesn't freeze time, she freezes, like, the molecules, so she can also speed them up till they explode! Yeah. It makes internal sense. Yeah. And- I don't think that people can really do that. Yes. I am not sure speeding up molecules would make them explode. Maybe maybe it would. I I am an emphatically not a science person. It, it, wouldn't it cause like molecular bonds to break? Yeah, because of the force. Dissolve more, right? Like yeah, it might be more dissolvey power than an explodey power. But whatever, Piper's explosion power is cool as hell. It's super broken, but like, it is basically the first real finisher move the charmed ones get that isn't like a power of three spell or Mm -hmm. occasionally prue stabbing someone in like an amulet or a third eye or whatever with a sharp object with her telekinesis okay so let me ask you oh well the combo the combo where piper freezes a fireball and then prue slams it back at them that's a good finisher all right let me ask you a question Mm -hmm. would you rather have leo's orbing Assuming that you don't have to answer the elders. Yes. Or Piper's exploding powers. Oh, Leah's orbing, definitely. I mean, when we get Paige, Paige basically just gets a worse version of the White Lighter's powers for her power set. Because she orbs things instead of telekinesis is them, which means that she can't throw knives into people the way Prue can. Yeah. And all of her secondary abilities are just, like, White Lighter but worse. Like, she can teleport, eventually... She can heal eventually. Mm-hmm. It's basically, she's like a a B-rank white lighter for most of the run of the See, show. I don't think she's B-rank. I think she's just junior. She's just a white lighter junior. What? Wait. Is Paige the dawn of the show? I think Paige might kind of be the dawn she's of the show. She's even the sister who shows up who's like, oh, guess what? We always had another sister. But yeah, Piper gets really mad she gestures emphatically she doesn't do freezy hands she points at the clock because she's like we only have so long to do this and the clock explodes and they've been waiting in line for hours Mm. but yeah i really it's it's weird because it heralds the turn in the show but god i love piper's explosion power it really makes her the the heavy of the charmed ones oh yeah absolutely like, she, they were really playing up Prue as the heavy of the Charmed Ones for a bit, and I feel like we kind of lost that recently, and now it's completely gone with Piper well, just getting... They had to get rid of it because, well, actually, I don't think they knew at this point they were going to kill off Prue, but if they're going to kill off Prue, they have to make her weaker so we believe it. And I do like that this is textually stated as an evolution of Piper's freezing power and not a secondary mutation. Although they do call it a secondary power. Which it's not. You you said specifically that it's an extension of her freezing power. I guess I could kind of see Phoebe's empathy being an extension of her precognition. Mm, yeah, okay. But what about her levitating? Her levitating. Prue should have got levitation... Phoebe should have got astral projection. It would have made so, so much, much more, more sense. sense. Anyway. Rainer shows up to kill the blonde chick that 
Cole didn't kill. Yeah, the blonde woman has apparently just, the blonde witch, I'm sorry, the blonde witch has apparently just been sitting in the corner of her shop after Cole grabbed the amulet. And Rainier shows up and he's like, hey, so it's very important to me that the demon who just stole your amulet, that he's framed for your murder and for that you need to be dead. And then he throws a fireball at her and she explodes into nothingness, which... I would... It's hard to frame someone for murder when you get rid of the body. He's very lucky Prue jumps to a series of right conclusions. Well, I mean, wrong conclusions, because Cole didn't actually kill her. Well, I meant right conclusions in that, oh, there's a little bit of ash in the corner. She must have been fireballed to death. Like. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, honestly, I you could have just assumed, like, someone threw a fireball at her and missed. Or... There was a small fire in this. Like, it's it's weird that the, the sisters burst into the magic shop because the witch was running a magic shop. Prue immediately finds scorch marks on the floor and she's like, oh, that girl's dead as hell. Yeah, yeah. He, Rainer should have killed her with a ritual knife that said, like, property of Cole slash Balthazar on the handle. Yeah. And then, and then when Cole is showered, he can swap out Cole's t-shirt for a different t-shirt <laughs> that says, I hate good witches. I hate not stabbing good witches. Yeah. I, I, I am a Boss pers- Futurama reference. Thank you, thank you. Fry's iconic I hate bottle shirt. Yes. So, Phoebe's, Phoebe's like, I can't believe you would assume that Cole murdered that witch. And Prue's like... When they when they show up at the magic place. When, and- when they show up at the magic place and Prue's like, oh, that, that lady's dead as hell. Look at those scorch marks near the wall. And Prue's like, I didn't say Cole killed her. It's just some demon. A demon who was here in this place where we know Cole was killed this woman. That's all we know. I mean, honestly, this would work much better if literally last episode didn't feature a whole goddamn scene where a shapeshifter tried to frame Cole for That's doing... right. It all should have been one episode. Like, it's literally just the same plot as last episode, but with some details changed. Anyway, then Leo shows up. By the way, Leo got the call from the elders that he needed to go ASAP, and apparently Bruin and Phoebe beat him there. Oh god, was Leo this lady's white lighter? Yes! Oof. Ace white lightering there, Leo. I, I... Between this and, like, I know comics continuity is iffy, but all of the stuff with Rennick, Leo has, like, the worst track record. Why did the elders put him on the Charmed One's case? I mean... Did they not like... Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. Never mind. So, Phoebe's gonna go back to the house and work on Cole's potion that gets rid of his powers. Because one way or another, they gonna take. They need to take away his powers. The only way that they will possibly not take away his powers is if he shows up and says, please take away my powers. That's the only chance that they will not take away his powers. Ooh, boy. And... And but, Leo's going to be no help because he's going to go talk to the elders about this whole thing that Piper's blowing things up now. Well, they're like, so Piper's back at the manor and Leo's like, yeah, there's a whole thing going on with her. And they're like, can you explain that? And he's like, I could. Not going to. Well, he doesn't know what's going on with that. Yeah, he ne- he also needs to check with the elders about the thing that's going on with Piper, which is that stuff is exploding when she points at it. I like that the elders established that this is a power Piper is supposed to have. This is not something that's been thrust upon them by French Stuart Genie or whatever as yes. part of a scheme. 
So, down in hell, Cole's like, here's your stupid half an amulet. And Rainer's like, um, but you didn't kill the witch. Cole's like, you didn't say kill the witch. You said get the amulet. And Rainer's like, we're demons. That part is assumed. I don't have to say kill the good witch. Kill the good witch. And he's like, look, okay. Since good for some reason split this amulet into two pieces that can only half protect themselves, you need to go get the other half. Although, I mean, I know it's it's just as... Once they have one half of the amulet, does it matter? But I know this is just a test for... Right? It's all... I mean... But how come Cole is not calling that out? I mean, I'm sure Cole knows that... Why are they bothered? I know, Cole... Cole is... Evil's put a lot of time into Cole. They want to see this investment pay off, I guess. So they're like, look, okay, no weaseling out of it this time. Go Go to where the other witch is... With the other half of the amulet, get the other half of the amulet, and kill her. Kill her. And Cole's like, mm, This is when we get your evil as an addiction thing that you hate, because after Cole leaves, uh, Raynor says to Tarkin that it's like an alcoholic. If you keep putting the bottle in front of him, eventually he'll take a drink. Because Cole is addicted to evil. Apparently. I mean, I feel like this whole thing would... This whole thing would land better if evil wasn't just addictive. If they had, like, Cole finally feels like he can relax and be himself around his old brotherhood. If this was more of a thing where he was in a place where he could be accepted, where he didn't have to constantly watch himself. If there was more of a temptation other than... It turns out killing people is like eating potato chips and you can't stop at just one. Yep. Okay, so I, I don't want to... I, I, I don't think this episode needs to exist. So I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on rewriting it. But if we're talking about tempting Cole to evil, Cole should be tempted to evil, honestly, the same way the sisters are in Morality Bites. Cole should be tempted to kill the people who are causing problems for him and Phoebe, even if they are technically innocents. Okay. He should be he should be tempted to kill the mortals who are causing them problems. Yeah, not to Monday morning quarterback here. But let's say that the uh, internal affairs guy who was hunting down Cole started fixating on the sisters, mm-hmm. maybe tried to figure out, you know started figuring out their secrets and Cole is tempted to kill him. Maybe that's the, uh, or hell, just bring in a new cop. Who's like, Hey, that was my partner. And I'm investigating him disappearing under mysterious circumstances. Bring back neighbor Dan. Neighbor Dan's become obsessed with witches and now he's trying to hunt the sisters. Yeah. Like there's so many situations where Cole and you know what? That was the good thing about the cowboy episode. When I, I know we criticized it a little bit then, but when they went back to cowboy times, I mean, we criticized it. But that's but I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, no, that was a it was a really good episode. But the when Cole is forced to work with Prue and they're fighting the evil cowboy gang, and Cole takes pleasure in killing one of the evil cowboy guys, and Prue's like, "This is why I can never trust you." Mm-hmm. Like, or I. Hell, make it 
make it be something that's not even magical, right? That's not related to the magical realm. Like, hey, maybe Phoebe's still a student, and she gets falsely accused of plagiarizing, and it becomes a big issue for her, and he's tempted to kill the person who's, you know, uh, maliciously trying to mess with her education. Yeah, like, there are, there's a lot of situations where Cole's baser demonic instincts Mm -hmm. could be called into play but just you know the implication here is that if you put blonde women in front of demons often enough eventually they're just gonna cave and kill them and that's just that's just a ridiculous simplification of what evil is but i guess we are watching charmed yes speaking of things that should have been more kind of running arcs piper blowing up a watermelon I really wish that they had introduced this new power earlier into the season. A lot of Piper's story arc has basically just been her, you know, trying to navigate newfound married life with Leo, which has mostly just been them arguing all the time, which is never frustrating. But, like, Piper is having a lot of problems with her new power. It's not just... it. it it's... It's tied to a gesture, like her freezing, but she legitimately can't point at anything without it possibly exploding. So Prue's solution, by the way, is to put oven mitts on her hands. Which I love. (laughs) But this really could have been more of a multi-art thing, and I know it's a thing for a little while where Piper doesn't know if something's going to freeze or explode when she does her hand dealies, but like... I mean, the episode could have been about this and not about coal. We could have wrapped the coal stuff up last week. Yes, this could have been the A plot of the episode. And... This episode could have been an email. Yes. So, Cole is having a conversation with Phoebe about... Yeah, he shows up at the manor and he's like, Hey, Phoebe, I know it totally looks like I killed that girl, but I promise I didn't. I totally didn't kill that girl. But I, I did get a really strong urge to murder her, but I didn't. But now they're sending me after another witch, and the urge to kill is getting stronger and stronger. But I'm still probably not gonna do it. Like, I'm, I'm probably not gonna kill. Probably. Probably not. And Phoebe's like, Cole, I'm gonna give you a beard of fingers. You can't kill him. You belong to me. You're mine, Cole. And he's like, then help me. Give me the potion to take away Balthazar so that I'm just a human. And she's like... Oh, I was going to, but now that you asked for it, I can't. You have to make the choice yourself. Too bad, so sad. So we cut to the witches that have the other half of the amulet. Oh my god, how sad do you get every time we get a tiny little glimpse at the bigger magical world on this show? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We see a coven, and, uh... You know, they're doing witch stuff in a fire, and they're, you know, around a fire in the woods, and boy, this would have been a cool group of characters to see more of. The uh, leader of this coven, the uh, Grand High Witch, mm-hmm. is Janna. Janna, right? I'm not sure. Okay. So, the Grand High Witch of this coven is also blonde, so you can tell things are going to end well for her. It's uh, It's worse than that. She's blonde and she's black. Oh, yeah, that's like a that's like a super death sentence in Charmed. <sighs> I mean, unless you're Daryl or Daryl's wife. Yeah. I was going to say, does this show really have any reoccurring black characters who don't die? But I guess they don't really have any reoccurring characters who don't die. That is an accurate statement. Anyway, 
Cole's like, okay, well, I guess I have to go figure out how to not kill this lady. And by the way, the amulet, when it's split in half, and we saw this with the blonde witch too, when it's split in half, it projects a shield that kind of protects them, but not completely. Yeah, like, it's a shield that you have to kind of push your hand against a little bit to get through, and like, why didn't you just keep the amulet in one piece when it would form an, in, you know, impenetrable shield? Yeah. But, but whatever. So, uh, so Bruce like, Piper, freeze him, and Piper's like, do you not get what's happening with my powers this episode? And Prue's like, oh, right, I have powers. And just throws Cole. And then Cole shoots an energy bolt at them. But uh, the witch with the amulet jumps in front of them. And she's like, no! And the uh, amulet deflects the energy ball. And, and bu- then Phoebe looks up at Cole. And she looks into his eyes. Although it's, it's not Julian McMahon. It's the actor who plays Balthazar now. And she's like, Cole, you're evil now. And Cole shimmers away with his buddy, his murder buddy. So, uh, Phoebe got injured by the energy ball that Balthazar threw at them. Yeah, it's like an electricity burn. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly, honestly. Yeah, and she's like, Leo, and Piper's like, remember, he's talking to the elders. And, uh, the head witch of the coven is like, you don't need a white lighter to heal. That's something witches are capable of. You know, regular witches, not the charmed ones for some reason she's like do you not know how to do a basic healing salve oh my god but but she's like totally taken in by them she's like the charmed ones but yeah will you will you honor me by allowing me to enter your sacred altar but not in a lesbian way the charmed ones are fail sons they are they they are fail sons they they inherited all of this all of this magical wealth and they have no idea how to use it and they've done nothing to earn it so uh, Piper guides the head witch into their pantry. It's weird how dismissive they are of witchy terms. Like, she uses, you know, your apothecary or whatever, and they're like, Ooh, apothecary, she means the kitchen, right? <laughs> it's like, you're active witches who cast spells all the time. Yeah, she, right? <laughs> anyway, Phoebe tries to defend Cole to prove She's like, he only attacked me because his friend was there, and he had to still look like he's evil. And do you know the Kurt Vonnegut book, Night Mother? I know it exists, but... So it's about a man who, during World War II, works... He's a spy, and he's undercover pretending to be a Nazi propagandist. Mm -hmm. And the kind of emotional conflict of the book is when he realizes that, as a propagandist, he probably did more harm than he did good as a spy. Oof. So that's Cole right now. Yeah. So, the head witch, I think her name's Janna. I'm going to call her Janna. That sounds right. Janna is whipping up a uh, poultice. Yes! She's whipping up a poultice to heal uh, Phoebe, and Piper's like, maybe afterwards she can whip up a poultice to fix whatever's wrong with me, and Prue's like, oh my god, Piper, shut up. You just got a show-breakingly awesome power. Don't give up on it just because you blew up a few watermelons. Oh, also, speaking of making fun of her for using old-timey language, we didn't mention this, but they haven't been able to finish the power-stripping spell, even if they wanted to, because 
they didn't have the final ingredient, which is Billings root. And when they mention this to Jana, she's like, oh, that's just the old timey word for ginger. You have like a shit ton of ginger. So I don't know. It's like maybe pick up a book, Charmed Ones. Hey, remember in season one when Phoebe was all like really into studying witch stuff? Remember how fun that was? Yes. So Phoebe's going to go out coal hunting. I do appreciate this, like her accurate statement where she says, that Cole is not the enemy, Cole is the victim. Cole is trapped in this situation. And he is essentially the innocent that Phoebe needs to go save. So, Cole is explaining why they didn't get the other half of the amulet. And he's like, the Charmed Ones showed up. We could have never seen this coming. How You were aware it was the Charmed Ones last episode, right? I'm, I'm not yes, imagining that. they like, were! But now they're surprised. I, okay, okay. I know I said this like last episode and I've said it before, but... How can you be a demon, doing demon shit in San Francisco, and be surprised when the Charmed Ones show up? Putting literally everything about Cole aside. Maybe he didn't tell the Brotherhood that he was going after the Charmed Ones when the Triad hired him. It seems unlikely, but whatever. Like, wouldn't you assume doing evil stuff would get the Charmed Ones involved? Right? Uh, okay, so you know who's really tired of this plot? Everyone. I'm sorry, who? Specifically Cole. Because down in hell he's like, okay, can we just stop fucking around? Obviously I'm still good and I'm not going to kill anyone. And obviously you don't care about the amulet. You're just trying to make me do evil. So can we, like, fight about it or something? I know you know that I know that you know that I know. And then Reynard's like, hey, don't forget, I have your father's soul. Although he doesn't reveal that it's his father's soul, does he? Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Which Cole's like, wait, I thought the triad had that. And Reynard's like, eh. And and Cole's like, no, no, that was a thing. That's why I was working for the triad. Because they had my dad's soul. And Reynard's like, look, I have your dad's soul now, okay? He, He does say, how did you get that? He does say the source promised to free him. Which means Cole's been walking around thinking that his dad's soul was loose and it's not. It's a little glowy ball thing. Yep. Which, how did they get that exactly? I mean, I know Cole's mom fireballed his dad or whatever, but did she, like, grab his soul on the way out and then give it to the source, or... Unclear. If you impregnate a demon, does the source automatically get your soul? Is that how it works? Yeah, because the soul lives in the testicles. So, he ejaculated his soul into... into Cole's mother. Thank you, Thomas Aquinas. (laughs) I said that facetiously, but I think he might have actually said that. He did. That. Yes, yeah. he did. All right. So back at the mausoleum, Cole and Phoebe are like meeting to talk and they're like, oh, so uh, are you evil now? Are you not evil? It's going to take more than a little energy ball to stop my love for you. But uh, now that we're in a position where I can't give you the power stripping potion, I'm all for giving you the power stripping potion. Come back with me to the manor. And I'll strip your powers right away. But don't shimmer. The evil will overwhelm you if you shimmer us because shimmering's an evil power and then you'll just start ripping heads off. Also, he's like uncontrollably turning back and forth into Balthazar. Like he he can't he can't keep the demon under control anymore. He's like shaking and sweating and I'm like, I'm sorry. Cole straight up murdered a dude back in the old west. Was that not more of a temptation to evil? Like why, why, why now? Why? 
I'm sorry, Legally Blonde the Musical has ruined the phrase why now for me because I immediately follow up with, why this sperm? <laughs> uh, so, back in the manor, they're trying to make the potion, and Piper has to shake it for like a hundred shakes, a hundred heartbeats or something, and she's like, how am I supposed to keep track of that? And Prue's like, I'll count it off for you. Because Piper can't just stop bitching for like one <laughs> second to count her breaths. And then Leo shows up and tells her what's going on with the explodey powers. And like, Jenna's like, hi. It'd be nice if my white lighter showed up at some point, wouldn't it? We never see her white lighter. Yeah. And we know it's not Leo. She introduces herself to Leo. So, and her white lighter doesn't do shit when she gets killed. Spoilers. Yeah. So Piper shoves Jan out of the way and she's like, so what's going on with me, Leo? Me. And Leo's like, look, you're, the elders told me that your powers have expanded because evil's getting stronger. So you need to get stronger to face them. So now you have the power to blow stuff up. It is a perfectly natural evolution of your powers. You need to just shut up and get used to it. Mm-hmm. But. So. While they're having this conversation, Prue is looking at the Book of Shadows, which has the spell that is used to put the amulet back together. And she's like, well, clearly Rainer's going to come here to get the spell from the Book of Shadows because he definitely wants to put the amulet back together because that makes total sense. Why would he want to put the amulet back together? I mean, uh, they bring it up in the episode where they can like, like turn it into evil. Why? They can Uno reverse card it into an evil amulet. Okay, so they they put the amulet back together. They do whatever magic they need to do to make it evil. And then they have something that will make them invincible to good witches. Which... That's actually pretty useful. Yeah, it would be pretty useful. If If you don't take that amulet apart, it's a pretty useful magical artifact. Okay. So... The demons show up in the manor, presumably to get the... Did, wait, do they need the book? Because th- that's where this whole plan falls apart. Demons can't touch the book. It's a very established thing at this point. Maybe, maybe, well, so it's... Maybe they'll just take a picture of the book with their phones. Maybe he just needs to read the spell and then he'll, like, leave, like, chanting the spell. Like, okay, okay, I got it in my head. I got it in my head. Double, double, toil, trouble. Don't talk to me, I'm remembering the spell. <laughs> so... Piper and Prue run downstairs, and Prue's like, Piper, blow up the demon with your new powers! And Piper tries to blow him up. She misses. She blows something off the wall that immediately falls and crushes Prue. It's a bookcase! It's a whole fucking bookcase that falls on Prue! I know it's not supposed to be, but it's pretty funny. Prue's all like, Wicked Witch of the Easting under it. And and the demon's like, Ha ha, you missed! And then gives her like five more chances like piper just keeps on how hard is it to point at a guy how hard is it to point at a guy piper it's like piper just act like you're freezing him we know how refined your freezing power is yeah yeah also gesture at him not at things around him it's literally point and shoot it is literally point and shoot but eventually she hits him and he blows up and Bye-bye, uh, Cole's demon bro. I'm guessing this guy wasn't as powerful as Balthazar. Oh, yeah, definitely be- not. Because really, the other members of the Brotherhood of the Thorn kind of keep going out like chumps. Well, we never see a demon form, so, like, that is his only form. Plus, we know Balthazar is really strong. Yeah, it just, it really bodes ill for the other demons in this, uh... In the Brotherhood of the Thorn? Like, 
Phoebe staked one last episode. Don't demons normally require, like, you know... A vanquish? A vanquish. Although I do appreciate that Piper's exploding power is basically, like, when you're playing an RPG and you get strong enough to basically one-hit any non-boss enemy. In WoW, Mm -hmm. if you have a... Or, not WoW. In uh, Diablo 2 is what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. In Diablo 2, if you have a freezing power, you can freeze things and then hit them and they explode. Very similar to Piper's powers. Nah. But, like, I do like that Piper's got kind of a very handy one-hit vanquish for, like, lesser demons. Mm-hmm. That carries forth throughout the show. Like, you still need proper vanquishes for upper-level demons, but now they have a go-to solution for clearing out lower-level demons. Yeah. Which, by the way, you'll note doesn't make Piper evil. Mm. Anyway, up in the attic, the Raynor takes out Leo. Speaking of going out like a chump, he takes out Leo like instantly. So now it's just Janna and uh, Raynor and Cole, and they're fighting, and she's using the protecty power, and they fight some more, and she drops the amulet, and she's unconscious, and they throw a desk in front of the door so that Phoebe can't get in, and Phoebe's all shouty, Cole, remember you're a good guy now! I want to point out, Janna was doing really well until she died. Like, she was doing a pretty good job holding her own against two demons as a non-charmed one. I think she would have done better if she hadn't come to the manor. Wow. If she had had her whole coven around her, they maybe could have whipped something up. Yeah, instead of... What did she do? She came to the manor, she healed Phoebe, made the potion for them that they didn't know how to make, and then got killed, and their white lighter their white lighter was not even a factor in that fight. Also, I know... Oh, that's why they knocked Perot. I was like, yeah. couldn't prove the astral projector or something. That's but, why. Yeah, but... Phoebe's trapped behind the door and she's like, Cole, no! But then, you know, Cole Balthazar's out and murders her. Janna, not Phoebe. Poor Janna. Yeah. Boy, that would have been a really interesting character to have in more than one episode. Ugh. Anyway, Cole's all like, Phoebe, I had to, to maintain my cover. I couldn't, I couldn't be undercover if I didn't murder this woman. This this is like a mob movie, you know, where like the cop goes undercover and then they like keep doing mob stuff and then it's like, oh, I can't exist in the real world anymore. And he he morphs from Balthazar back into Cole. He's like, okay, seriously, guys, my bad. Whoops. But he's not even like my bad. He's like, hey, hey, Rainer's bad. If Rainer wasn't being such a bad influence on me right now, I wouldn't have done anything wrong. So how can you say I'm evil? Nothing is ever anyone's fault. Yeah, yeah. Remember when you uh, remember when you murdered Leo? Remember when you turned evil and you froze Leo and then shattered him into lots of like bloody chunklets and then stomped through them? This was like that. So just strip my powers and then I won't have a demon form anymore and then I won't be evil anymore. And Phoebe's like, "Fuck you, Cole." Fuck you straight to hell. You don't get this potion that'll strip you of your powers. You don't get to be just a regular human guy who can't kill people with his mind. Okay, so to be fair to Phoebe, she comes up with this, like, conspiracy theory that the whole reason he's been begging for the power stripping potion is so that he can steal the Book of Shadows because then he won't be evil. 
which given the caliber of plans we've seen so far, seems unlikely to be Cole's plan. Hey, remember when that was never his goal? I mean, whatever, fine. Yeah, she's like, I'm not going to give you the power stripping potion because then you can touch the book and... You you know what they want to be? They want to be that moment where Buffy says to Angel that she can't kill him yet, but she's getting closer. But they don't have that kind of relationship, so they don't know how to get there plot-wise. So Phoebe destroys the power stripping potion, and every single person that Cole kills from this point forward, that's directly on Phoebe. You can tell the other sisters no, because they'll kind of look at her like, okay, Phoebe, technically we back you because we're all charmed ones, but... Really? Sisters before misters, but... Really? Yeah. Real, okay. This is weird because Prue's been on the Cole is evil train for, like, all of Cole's time on this show. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that they chose to back off on that during the story arc that's all about Cole succumbing to evil. I feel like this would be a really good time for Prue to be, you know, antagonistic towards Cole. Yeah. Instead, never interact again. But, uh, yeah, Prue comes up to Piper as they're cleaning up the downstairs, and she's like, so, are you okay with your new power? And Piper's like, well, I can kill people by pointing at them now, so that's pretty neat. She tries to tie it back to the rest of the episode, so she's like, I kind of get Cole now, because he doesn't want to do bad things, but he can't help himself, just like I don't want to kill people by pointing at them, but that's just what's going to happen. It's kind of weak, I think. Yeah, it's... This isn't exactly a thematic thing we've got going on. You know how you said every person who Cole kills from now on, it's kind of Phoebe's fault? Yeah. So, Which isn't super fair, but... Yeah. But Phoebe knows this, because she's like, hey, you know what we've never done? Be sad when we got a bunch of innocents killed. So, I brought some candles so that we can do, like, a remembrance of the dead for Janna yeah. and the other one. <laughs> for Janna and, I want to say, Blorpo? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So they light candles in remembrance of Blorbo, of Janna, and of Cole, because he was also a victim. Of you! <laughs> like... <laughs> well, okay, I mean, she, she thinks Cole has been lost to Balthazar, or whatever. Jeez, if only there was a potion you could have given him that would have stopped that from being a thing. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, go on. I mean, this feels right now like the thing where you're like, you know what? I really want good things for my ex. But also I'd like to see them suffer just a little bit. That's how she is with Cole right now. We said before that they knew what was going on with Piper's powers, but they actually didn't. Leo just showed up and is telling them now. Which is weird. But whatever. He explains the whole, like, molecular thing. And then he's like, okay, let's go to Paris. And she's like, you know what? I probably shouldn't be in a plane with explodey powers. Well, he, he tells her that he managed to white light her up some fakes, you know. So apparently, apparently, it's not okay to orb to Paris. But it is okay to use white lighter powers to create fake passports. No, I think that, I think that they can orb to Paris now. I think that's what they're going for here. No, 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 but that was her earlier thing. Yeah. But she she walks back here. She's like, look, 
I think it's probably not the best idea for me to get on an airplane when I make things explode by pointing at them. So let's just orb to Paris. The easier thing that we could have done this whole goddamn time. Oh my god. Like, Piper just walks around trying to make her life difficult. And succeeds. Often. So, down in hell or whatever, Cole is like, Rainer, how did you force me to become evil? And Rainer's like, I didn't. I was in you, man. I, I the liter- power was in you the whole time. I literally put you in front of a blonde woman and you killed her. Like, I, I knew, like you said earlier, I, if I just kept throwing blonde women in front of you, eventually you would murder one of them. This is like a Dumbo's magic feather thing. It's like... <laughs> was in you the whole time. Exactly. So... Uh, he gives Cole his dad's soul, and he's like, see? Now you're evil again. Give me a hug! And Cole's like, I'm gonna kill you! And Radar's like, yes! Feel the evil flow inside you! Uh, I'm sorry, since when is killing demons a bad thing? If you are a demon, it is bad. Well, if you're a demon, anything you do is bad, is what I'm getting from this show. I guess so. Raynor, he, he Cole does kill Raynor, and then he's like, welcome home and then dies yeah or super dies demon dies he falls to his knees and he's engulfed in flames and then he gets sucked into i guess super hell right super hell Uh uh-huh because they're they're just in regular hell right now or maybe they're just underground on earth who knows (laughs) but he gets sucked into presumably super hell the wastelands or whatever the place where the weird tremors monster eats demons who get vanquished which you'd think they'd be dead enough from being vanquished. Well, they're not, though, because they come back sometimes. Sometimes they come back. Yeah, assuming that the Tremors monster in the wasteland doesn't get them. It's all very strange. It's very odd. But Cole falls to his knees, and he doesn't scream out no, but you would think that he would. And then that's the end of the episode. Goodbye for now, Cole. You and Phoebe are going to get back together in the finale of this season. I'm assuming, because I know they're together in season four. So, the next episode we're going to talk about, I, I'm kind of jumping ahead here because I have to, mm-hmm. the next episode we're talking about is, look who's barking. And the description on Peacock is, Prue turns into a dog <laughs> while tracking down a banshee and is hit by a car. <laughs> Bye, Shannon Doherty. I hope you enjoyed your time on the show. The second to last, I'm counting the finale as one episode. The second to last episode you're in is about you getting turned into a dog and having wacky dog adventures. I can't wait to talk about this. Oh my god. Also, I'm pretty sure Phoebe turns into a sexy banshee. I'm, that, that, I do remember that happening, but I don't think that, no, 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 I'm thinking about her turning into a harpy later when she turns into a harpy. Or a fury? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty, we'll find out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure next episode, Phoebe gets turned into a sexy harpy. I'm sorry, banshee. Whatever. They all get turned into sexy lots of things. All right. So this episode, weirdly enough, I don't think it was as bad as last week's episode. It was just unnecessary. It... And, and one of the things that makes it bad, in my opinion, is that both this episode and last episode would have been better if they'd been combined into a single episode. Yeah. Or, alternatively, if they were a series arc sort of thing, where we saw Cole actively being tempted by evil at a lot of points, instead of just suddenly flipping the evil switch for basically no reason this episode. Yep. Although, spoiler alert for the rest of Cole's character arc in this show. (laughs) Just doing things for no reason? 
Spoiler alert for a lot of this show, not just Cole. But it did introduce the exploding power, so that's pretty cool. That's a really cool, very iconic part of Charmed. Yes. All right, so I believe that will take us to our segments. Uh, Much like the Charmed ones, we have our own power of three. The first power in our pack is Premonitions, who in this episode is, was, or will become famous. Was the boss demon someone... Okay, so he is he is in Buchanan. He's a soap star, and he's also been, like, one guy on every show. Yeah, because I'm like, I feel like this guy has been the evil guy in other stuff. He has. The most notable thing about him, though, is, for our purposes, is that he is a long-running character on General Hospital. And on General Hospital, his character is married to a character who is played by Fiona Hughes. Oh, who huh. also plays... The Charmed One's mom. Yeah. Huh. That's a little random, random thing. That's neat. Yeah. But th- that was the most notable thing. Yeah. 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 Not, not, a, not a big one for actually famous people. I mean, he's famous in certain circles, I guess. That will take us to our next segment, Time Freeze. What specifically dated this episode? I honestly kind of feel like nothing really specifically dated this episode. So the weird thing is, I was tempted to say that the thing that dated the episode was Piper being able to use Whiteout to forge Leo's birth certificate and that not being caught. But they never ended up actually seeing if she would get away with that and I... I can't see her getting away with that in the early 2000s any more than she could in 2022. So it probably doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 That kind of fraud is very pre-internet or at least pre. Yeah. I I just, it seems, seems unlikely to work. Which will bring us to the third power in our pack, telekinesis. What, if anything, genuinely moved you this episode? Nothing. Could it possibly be nothing? I think it might have been nothing, yeah. Honestly, this didn't even get our, I, uh, for me anyway, it didn't even get one of our secret segments. I know, I didn't even, I didn't have any astral projection. There was nothing super cringy. Yeah, this was a nothing burger of an episode. Except for Piper getting her cool exploding power, which was cool. That's cool. But it wasn't really cool enough to be levitation. Oh, we're going to have to come up with something for explosions, I was thinking that. I don't know what it'll be. I think we'll know it when we see it, and it explodes. Yeah, yeah. So, I believe that will about do it. I think that will. Our show's partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of our supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rose, Orion, Maricruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, and Dan. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Love TV Zines or email us at I Love Television Zines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hollow Manor. <laughs>